Now, back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Research shows that most mental health patients experience better moods and less anxiety just by getting some exercise. Here to talk with an expert, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Many of us have heard that exercise can lessen or relieve anxiety, stress, and mild or moderate depression, and improve our mood, self-esteem, and even our sleep. And now there's a new study that brings important new insights into what's needed for mental health patients to take full advantage of these benefits and how mental health professionals can play a key role. Joining us now is Carol Janney, the study's lead author and Michigan State University Assistant Professor of Epidemiology. Your researchers and those at the University of Michigan asked 295 patients receiving treatment at a mental health clinic whether they wanted to be more physically active and if exercise helped improve their mood and reduce anxiety. What did you find? Most of the patients did think that physical activity improved their mood and their energy levels, but they found that it was difficult to do, that they needed help being motivated. And we also found that they were particularly interested in having either a one-time coach for 30, 60 minutes to advise them on what type of physical activity they should do, or a lifestyle coach or fitness coach uh, trainer on a regular basis. They were also very interested in fitness programs as well as walking programs. And of those patients who said they wanted their mental health providers to give ongoing advice about physical activity, what does that mean exactly, ongoing advice? Well, one of the interesting questions we asked this population who was regularly seeing mental health care providers was, did your mental health care provider talk to you about physical activity? And it was a scale from not at all to every time. And what we found was that two-thirds of the individuals reported that their mental health care providers did not discuss physical activity with them. And we later did some in-depth interview to find out what kind of information was being shared and what was being advised. And generally, we found that the mental health providers might say that physical activity would be good for them, but it didn't really help them move from being inactive or sedentary to increasing their physical activity. And so we strongly believe that probably additional coaching or education is necessary to help these individuals become more active so that it can prove their physical as well as their mental health. So we have a couple of gaps, don't we, Professor Janney? One is the need to formalize the access to exercise programs, perhaps even having these personal trainers, as you mentioned, in mental health clinics. What are some of the other ideas to formalize the access? As you mentioned, we definitely think that having a fitness professional or health educator at the mental health clinic may be beneficial since people are regularly going there for appointments so that they can be introduced to activity in a safe and appropriate manner. Cost is also another factor that inhibits or is a barrier for folks. And most people in this survey said that they would be willing to pay about 5 to $10 for a fitness class or a fitness professional. Like many things in healthcare, it would be nice if it was covered by insurance and we still need to provide more evidence for these health behavior education or activity sessions to be covered by insurance. I understand there may be some precedent for insurance companies to cover exercise that a doctor prescribes, is there not? 
There is, to some degree, the diabetes prevention program has shown to be as effective, if not more effective, than medication. And so that is being utilized now as an educational program that promotes physical activity and healthy eating for prediabetes patients. So that could be a model for translating it into individuals who may have mood disorders. We're visiting with Carol Janney, Michigan State University Assistant Professor of Epidemiology on mental health establishments possibly being more proactive in helping their patients get exercise. Professor, I understand that 85% of the patients in your study said they wanted more physical activity. Were you surprised at that high number, 85%, or is that expected? I think I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm excited that the population who are waiting for appointments with their mental health care providers valued physical activity and thought it would be beneficial for them. So I think that it means that we need to reach out and provide more opportunities that are affordable and accessible to this population. And the 85% who said they wanted more somewhat implies that they're already getting some exercise. Professor, in general terms, what are the current guidelines for how much physical activity all of us should get? The general physical activity guideline for the U.S. population is 30 minutes per day for five days a week. So that's approximately 150 minutes during the week. That would also be recommended for mental health purposes as well. We spoke earlier about bringing personal trainers into the clinic environment, but perhaps equally important, you've got to have a plan, do you not? Well, it certainly is easier to do it if it's something that you're committed to and have time for. Like many things in life, if you wait till you have free time, it just doesn't seem to happen. So, yes, I would say a plan that includes what time of day, when, where, and also takes into account unexpected things like poor weather if you're walking outside or differences between summer and winter sports, different options to keep you busy and doing something that you enjoy. And the partnerships that we hinted at before, possibly with a mental health facility partnering with a YMCA or with a local park district, those partnerships would fill a gap in which a mental health professional might not have the expertise to direct or create a plan. Is that right? Absolutely. And I think what we're looking for for the mental health providers is that we'd like them to be supportive of physical activity and recommend it. But I think their time is precious and their knowledge is precious. And we would hope that they could refer individuals either to someone at the clinic who is a fitness professional or health educator or to, as you mentioned, local organizations that provide those services so that they could have the appropriate professional advice to start exercise or continue exercising at a safe level, but also to increase their activity levels and provide an opportunity for it to become part of their lifestyle because then it is sustainable over a long period of time. And what about the patient's willingness to get off that couch and actually start the exercise? How do they overcome, shall we say, inertia? (laughs) I think that's what the patients were asking help for most of all, how to motivate themselves to get up and start an exercise program. I was a lifestyle coach for adults with bipolar disorder in another study, and what I found was that one of the things that was helpful was to make a commitment to start slow, first week, five minutes each day. The other thing is to find ways to reward yourself for doing 
the activity. And these rewards should be something that you would not give yourself unless you successfully completed your activity time. And that might be as simple as checking out a magazine at your local library, going to a museum on a free day, maybe listening to some music after your exercise. But there's many ways that you can reward yourself without being expensive or cost prohibitive. Exercise to Reduce Depression. Carol Janney, Michigan State University Assistant Professor of Epidemiology, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.